This week on the Country Music Media Podcast. The rumor was it had to do with how many characters the preferred music scheduling program used for song titles. Like if your song title was too long, it would cut off the last little bit of the song's title on the piece of paper that a DJ uses to read. So you were liable to hear an uninformed weekend or night DJ talking about the new Clay Walker song, but only knowing it as she likes it in the... Welcome to the Country Music Media Podcast. I'm Billy Dukes, and coming up today, Rascal Flats may not be done yet. And exploring Kip Moore's new grunge country sound, you can find me on Twitter at Billy Dukes, on Instagram at Serious Journalist, or email me at BillyDukes at gmail.com. I just loved recording last Monday's episode with journalists Angela Sharp, Marty Kurtz, and Grady Smith. We did a three-part review of Eric Church's new album, really sort of a media guide to heart and soul. And I think if nothing else, you heard three people passionate about music, but still objective. It wasn't a love fest. Album reviews in 2021, they're nearly impossible because no one really reads them like they used to. So you got to find some new ways. And this might be one idea I plan to repeat in the future whenever I can. The first third of Eric Church's trilogy, by the way, shows up in this week's top album sales. That's going to be coming at the end of the show. Rate and review the podcast and follow, but most importantly, share something you liked with someone who might like it. We're building a community here of positive, fair-minded country music people. Mostly positive. Two feel-good stories begin the day today. Tennille Arts is the story of 2021. And I actually thought Tennille would be the story of 2020. But her song, Love Someone Like That, took about 70 weeks to get to number one, which is ridiculous, <laughs> but really a testament to the song's strength. You know, it sounds like late 90s Martina McBride, and I'm here for it. She's a great talent, kind, thoughtful, and the industry was pulling for Tennille Arts. These smaller labels often just get lost somewhere in the 30s if they can even get that far, and that's not what happened with Tennille uh, she, by the way, was uh, got her start with the song Suffragettes over at the Listening Room years ago. Another woman whose music I'm falling for hard is Alexandra Kai. Kay? Kai? Alexandra Kai? I'm talking to her soon, so I'll find out. I went down a deep Randy Travis TikTok hole recently and learned that he'd signed on to TikTok, and he found Alexandra covering his song Deeper Than the Howler. It's adorable. Over 10 million views on this on TikTok. And then Randy did the duet thing where someone sort of watches the recording in real time. It's TikTok's creepiest feature, in my opinion. But watching Alexandra watch Randy watch her, delightful. She has this showmanship about her that comes all the way through the room. And it comes all the way through that little phone screen. And really a, a good traditional sounding voice. Someone's got to pick her up soon. Kit Moore released a new song called Good Life. It represents his next chapter. First, I'd like to point out how weird the pandemic is that Kip Moore now has long hair and Jaron Johnson of the Cadillac 3 doesn't. Where are we? Jay Joyce, the producer, he's working with Kip Moore for the first time, and all of his tricks really come through during this song. It sounds like a Brothers Osborne song to me. It's dirty, it's distorted, it's bluesy. It's lacking a little bit of the energy I hope for from Kip Moore. I'm not going to say it's mellow, but right now... It's not as exciting as I had hoped a new Kit Moore song would be. It's good. The songwriting is really pretty solid. And maybe it's just that new things take time. I'm going to give it that opportunity. 
you know, I came around on Good Time by Nico Moon after all, and I hated that song the first time I heard it. Now it's a little bit of an earworm. I enjoy hearing on the radio. Rascal Flats, Jay Demarcus doing media, saying he could see the boys hitting the road for 10 to 15 shows a year in the very near future. Ah, sigh. Come on, fellas. I mean, if you need it to pay the band, fine. But otherwise, stay gone. Five years, you know, and then we miss you. And when you return, it's an event. It's tough to retire, though. No one retires. Even George Strait couldn't stay away. Brett Young also released a new song. It's called Not Yet, and this is where I'll spend my time today. Not so much on his song, but the problem was with certain song titles. Think of it. You're driving home late one night, and the DJ comes on. There's a peppy pop guitar crescendoing towards the first lyrics. K105, this is Skeeter Mesquiter. Who wants to hear that new Brett Young music? You got it. A K105 pick to click. Eh, not yet. What? Huh? <laughs> I guess I'll come back in a few minutes. That's kind of like an Abbott and Costello routine. Is there a new Brett Young song? Not yet. Oh. But when? Brett Young. Not yet. Don't get stern with me. I'm just trying to find out. I said not yet. Maybe you should roll with it. You know, an EP of really kind of teasy song titles. Track four. After the break. You see, it's sort of a play on a breakup. Never mind. Track two. After news and weather. (laughs) Too far. Of course, track number one coming soon. I'm being a bit silly, but this happens from time to time. I once interviewed a band when I wrote for the Kalamazoo Gazette, and they were called Happy Hour. But they were thinking of changing their name because when it went up on a marquee, no one really noticed. Tonight, State Theater. It's happy hour. What? They do that every night. Screw it. I think the new Lady A single, Like a Lady, is problematic, mostly because of its title. I mean, that's just a lot of L's to ask someone with a little bit more than a high school education to announce. Lady A, Like a Lady. Plus, when you get it wrong, you get Lady A, Like Lady A. And that has a whole different connotation that I'm sure they would prefer that you just stayed far, far away from. I think one thing that holds back country singer Cam is her name. You know, until recently, she couldn't win the Google search. Until recently, when you searched Cam, C-A-M, you got something about mechanics or or software, or there's an electric thriller, a movie called Cam. Alabama would never have had a shot today with that name, because a band cannot top the state in searches. They can't be the most famous Alabama in 2021. And the proof of that is Old Dominion, who is number three, you know, right after the freight line and the university. They seem to be doing okay, though. And my final example of song titles that doomed a song is one I like to say is true, even if... eh, You'll see. 2008, Clay Walker released a song called She Likes It in the Morning. A really, really sweet love song. Soft, sensitive... But it stalled. It didn't work for Clay. It stalled just outside the top 40, and it came in between two top five hits for Clay Walker, so it's not like he was on the downside of his career. The rumor was it had to do with how many characters the preferred music scheduling program used for song titles. Like if your song title was too long, it would cut off the last little bit of the song's title on the piece of paper that a DJ uses to read, 
So you were liable to hear an uninformed weekend or night DJ talking about the new Clay Walker song, but only knowing it as, she likes it in the... How do you think that went? (laughs) So this was the story. And finally, one day I asked Clay, I had the courage to ask Clay Walker about this. I said, Clay, is it true that your song was doomed because people would get to She Likes It in The and fill in the blank? I thought he'd get mad at me. He laughed harder than I've ever heard Clay Walker laugh. (laughs) He said if that was the issue, he never heard about it. Yeah, it was made up. But it's believable, isn't it? K105, The Rooster, it's Mikey P. and Clay Walker's new song, She Likes It in the... She likes it in the what? By the Numbers This Week finds Taylor Swift on top of albums with her re-release of Fearless. She's followed by Morgan Wallen's Dangerous and Eric Church's new Heart album at three. I'm still not sure if they're going to be counting the triple album project as one or two albums since you can't buy and... Gabby Barrett, The Good One's having a big week. She's number one sales, followed by Drunk by Miranda Lambert and Wine, Beer, Whiskey by Little Big Town. They were the biggest beneficiary of the ACM Awards. On streaming, it's starting over. Chris Stapleton, Forever After All, Luke Combs, and The Good Ones. Brett Young's Not Yet. Most added, The Good One's number one airplay and number one hot country song for a third week. It's Gabby's World. We all just live here. Thanks to Billboard for the charts, Taste of Country for the job, and Steve for the thoughtful comments on Twitter. I'm going to be saving that for an upcoming Inbox episode soon. On Monday, it's either going to be my favorite guest ever on this podcast and one of my inspirations for starting this show, or it's going to be the Q2 Stock Report. Stay tuned. Follow me on Twitter at Billy Dukes, Instagram at SeriousJournalist, email me at BillyDukes at gmail.com, and follow this podcast, please. Come back Monday for more episode 55 of the Country Music Media Podcast. She likes it in the what?